President Biden and the leader of Iran sat down for a nuclear trade talk, one of them would include a Weller 12 in their list of demands. Because I'm pretty sure everybody uh, that valuable? everybody wants a Weller 12 in, in their demands. Episode 7 of The Mashup, the best bourbon conversation you're going to hear all week long. We're your hosts, Michael, Anthony, and Stephen. Hey, fellas. Good evening. What's going on, guys? Nice to be here with you. Yeah, it's been a long week. We couldn't record last week because of all that weather. Nope. I mean, at least now we got together, and if we're getting together, we're going to get together on some good bourbon, that's for sure. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> we, could, we can hope so, right? I mean, this is celebratory right here. It's got to be right. Look at that bottle. Yeah, let's well, let's uh, let's not tell them what it is just yet. No, we won't. Sorry. As you guys may not may or may not know, I have a sweet tooth, and so I've been trying out some candy combinations that I like to share. Okay. I feel like the world needs to know about these. All right, I, let's hear it. So I've been combining Oreo and Reese Minis together and making a sandwich, and it has been great. <laughs> Ugh. I think the mixture of the, the great Reese peanut butter with the Oreo cream and the chocolate cookies. Mm. But then I was thinking that I think Nabisco and Hershey's need to collaborate, come together and make a Reese Oreo ah. with the actual cream of Reese. Maybe do it in the, um, you know, the Easter egg fashion, which is really thick, like a lot of like mega stuffed Oreo. I could see that. And I mean, I'm looking, I'm trying to look at Michael's face over here. He looks like he's a little bit disgusted. He's not. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a peanut butter sandwich to me. <laughs> well, I do enjoy sweets, but not as much maybe as you do uh, from what I'm, what I'm hearing and what I'm seeing. But I, I like this idea. I definitely am one that uh, is four different combinations. <clears throat> and I'll tell you right now. I just think if you could mix Big League Chew in there somehow, we'd be all good. Do you guys remember Big League Chew? Oh, yeah, sure I do. Bubble I gotta pouch? keep my kids from buying that every time we go to the store. Yes, yeah, yeah. I just know it's going to be a mess. So if we could mix the Reese's and the uh, Oreos, right, and the Big League Chew together, that sounds like it would not be a winner, but that's something I'd be willing to try. Maybe you can make these little crystals and drop them in the... Uh, <laughs> And drop them in the Oreo cream. That's and I don't even like, sweet. that's what we got into. It's like, I don't even like double stuffed Oreos. Just I, the ratio's off for me. It's got to be the regular Oreos and that's it. No, that's no. Don't give me the orange ones at Halloween. I don't want the red ones at Christmas. I know they taste the same. I don't care. Don't want them. <laughs> so what you're saying, you don't want the Lady Gaga ones. No, I don't want those. Okay. I don't have Lady Gaga Oreos. Yeah. I don't, oh my know. God. I don't know what that is, but I don't want it. <laughs> that's for sure. I guess this is what happens when you get stuck in the house for a week uh, due to a snowstorm. You start to really think about those candy selections. Well, That's since we're talking about Lady Gaga, let's go ahead and uh, talk about this bottle we have this week. <laughs> is that the transition that we're going for? I mean, this is the Lady Gaga of bottles right here. It, it might be the Lady Gaga of bottles. So, gentlemen, what we have tonight coming off of the down bye week, uh, we have the Willet Pot Still Reserve. Is it reserve or special reserve? It says just reserve. Just reserve. Okay. I just wanted to make sure I got that right. So, of course, this is produced and distilled and aged by the Willett Company in Bardstown, Kentucky. If you've never had a chance to visit that distillery, it's a small, quaint, lovely distillery. Uh, the grounds are just beautiful. I was just had a chance to go up there recently. 
the bottle that we're drinking of tonight is bottled in uh, 2020, uh, and the ABV is 47%. The proof is 94. Uh, this is a non-age stated bottle, and so a little bit of quick history here. When this bottle first came out, it was I think around 2008. It carried at that time a uh, rumored age statement of eight to ten years. Of course, we'll get into this a little bit later, but Willett was sourcing a lot of their bourbon from different distilleries there in Bardstown. You guys can guess and fill in the blanks, but Heaven Hills, one of them, other rumored places they used to source. And so when they first started out making this bourbon, it was definitely a source product. Now it's pretty well confirmed and consensus that it's all being a uh, new distillate being produced by Willett, which started in 2012. Uh, Willett itself has six different mash bills, uh, with a lot of mystery surrounding those mash bills. So I'm not really sure the exact percentages of what we're drinking tonight, but it carries an MSRP of 45 to $50, depending on what market you're in. And... What do you guys think about this lovely-looking bottle? Well, a couple things. Depending on what market you're in, but regardless of what market you're in, you're probably only going to be able to buy one because there's always that sticker on the, that says limit one. That's true. Uh, second, as I thought about our transition there, calling this the Lady Gaga bottles of bottles because it's pretty nice to look at, but you don't want what's inside. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> <laughs> that might be the greatest statement of all time. And are, are you saying it's crazy inside? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. But I look at it, and everybody knows what it looks like. It looks like a pot still, I guess, right, where it's real heavy on the bottom, and it's got this big, long neck. Everybody wants to buy that. Everybody wants that thing. I look at it, and I just see a bunch of fake stuff, maybe a lot like it, Lady Gaga again. When we opened it, I was trying to decide if the cork was real or synthetic, and it turns out it's synthetic, but they made it look real. Minus five for that. And then they have a stamp on it that looks a lot like the maker's stamp on the... Except this isn't real wax. It's just fake there, too. So uh, it's like a fake stamp. I don't like that either. But it's not getting a lot of love. It's not, real, it's not real wax? It's not real wax. No, it's just like plastic or metal or something. Metal. It's metal. Okay. The plastic's inside. I can t- promise you that. But anyway, it is made with uh, proprietary strains of yeast. Be ready for that, boys. I bet you it's some very good proprietary yeast. Um, I don't, Michael, I don't know that I, I've ever heard you be so critical of a bottle, um, but I like it. Uh, I, like yeah. it. I honestly thought you were going to, like, not praise a bottle, but. I mean, it's cool. It's a, I mean, you like, for, it's I mean, a good looking bottle. It's a good looking, looking bottle. bottle. It is. It's I unique. Just, it's unique. Maybe it's just what the world that we live in around here, and we we laugh at it, you know, because everybody always wants it, and everybody. Really, if you cut the neck in half, it almost looks like a birthday a birthday bottle. Again, I, yeah, that was something I was going to say. Is it kind of looks like a, a birthday bourbon bottle, but it's not birthday bourbon, and, you know. And I was just thinking of all the different distilleries that have and use copper pot stills. Woodford being one of them. When you visit Woodford Reserve, you see these beautiful. Uh, pot stills in their mash room and so forth that you go in and i think any company could have very easily capitalized and came up with the idea of making a bottle that looks like a pot still but will it went ahead and did it uh for better or worse i don't know it's definitely unique no, good definitely for them I, out. I bet they've i bet they've uh sold a lot of them just on that alone oh, definitely i mean it, when i see it on out of town facebook groups or non-kentucky facebook groups and people places see it for sale they always grab it because they they see that. They know nothing about what's inside it. They know nothing about anything else other than it looks pretty cool. I mean, it, so. looks, I mean, it almost looks like a decanter in a way. Yeah, it's it does. Big, no, big, big base and mm-hmm. long neck. And when it's empty, you could probably put some flowers in it and it 
be a nice little vase too. But <laughs> this is a gift bottle. This as we've talked about in many other episodes, women buy gift bottles as gifts. This is the one that they would be buying. Now earlier, right you, here, you, you uh, referenced an emoji bottle. Well, this is this is pretty emoji. This looking. is as close to an emoji as you can get right here. I mean, this is. I guarantee you, if you lined up twenty bottles and told my wife you have to pick one out, this is the one she. I think with the gold lettering and everything else too. That's oh gonna, yeah, that's going to draw you to it. It stands out. I mean, it's kind of interesting how bottles can hide how much liquid is inside. You wouldn't think that this bottle would have at 750 milliliters would be the same as you know a, a Maker's bottle at 750 milliliters or a Eagle Rare at 750. You know, they're all just feels like this is all just sits at the bottom and it doesn't look like it's that much. Or really, when how you're looking like at it, and Evan Williams. Never looks like it's seven. No, I mean, yeah, those those <laughs> bottles, like a Jim Beam bottle and that kind yeah. of thing. Just like, are, how, where's all that liquid coming from? Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's a heavy bottle at the bottom, that's for sure. I doubt that stores charge slotting fees to uh, different brands, but I would assume that for the amount of shelf space that this probably takes up, that if they were doing that, then Willow would get charged handsomely for the amount of space they're taking up with these bottles. Like 1792. Also, yes. Same, similar width. This will look good on your bar, but it'll also take up a lot of space on your bar, which space is at a premium. And it's probably part of why the cost is what it is. is yeah. I'm sure that that is not a, you know, that's not a standard bottle, right? You look at, you know, you look at a Stag Junior bottle or that Heaven Hill Bib 7-year bottle over there, and those are kind of like just standard whiskey yeah. bottles that you can probably buy in every... Every distillery has those. This one is specifically made just for them, and that's probably that probably has a pretty expensive cost, I would think. Yeah, you're 100 percent right. I mean, look at Wild Turkey; they rebranded a number of their bottles to make them all look similar, and a lot of people said it had to do with branding and the way it took up space. But I really think that it had to do with cost. At the end oh, of the day, absolutely, those bottles got to cost a lot more than a standard one. You so can you- use them for multiple things and probably yeah. multiple. You know, a lot of these distilleries also make gin and vodka and all that kind of stuff, and you can put that in there too. So it's different than the other Willets that look like wine bottles, So, and they all look exactly the same. So what do we think of the notes so far? I feel like since we've poured it, I feel like it's lost notes. When we first poured it, I got, I actually got very nice, you know, caramel, vanillas, fruit. I'm getting almost nothing now. But now it's going rickhouse and wet wood now and i can't really get any more of those pleasure notes really out of it yeah that's an important point that you just made steven like these a lot of times people will tell you when you open a bottle and you pour the neck and a little bit more out if you don't let it air out a little bit sometimes whatever you taste you might not be pleased by but in this case i think it's kind of gone the other way when we first poured this we were smelling some pretty interesting stuff and now it's kind of fallen off it's almost got a lot fainter yeah and it's almost like um Showing its true colors. That's possible. You never know. I get kind of like a wet wood, a kind of a it just rained smell to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Musty. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. This is going to make me sound like a major amateur here, but I don't know. Like, I almost just feel like the lack of depth here makes me wonder if the barrels were charred a lot or if these are in a lower part of the warehouse or if that even matters or just younger stuff, you know? It doesn't matter. Be- it's in a cool bottle. <laughs> it's true. So it's got to be good. The code on the neck says, what, 20C05? Yeah. I mean, I would just be guessing. Oh, saying I see that, yeah. 2020 Warehouse C45? Uh, I don't I mean, know. It's just a total guess. Be using generic codes, but it's definitely 2020. I, mean, I, I don't know if there's a 4 or 5 bottle here. <laughs> well, it's reserved, though. Will it reserve? It's true. So they saved the best for these. <laughs> 
we'll get into what they save the best for here in a moment. But um, yeah, I, I definitely get like, and you know how sometimes we talk about being able to smell the alcohol. You can definitely smell it in this, but it's a not in a pleasing way. Uh, sometimes you'll get like a sweet oak or something like that. But I definitely get that musty sort of almost funky, but uh, not in a good way note coming from it. And then however I'm smelling the alcohol, it kind of falls off into like some weird, it's not quite plastic. It's almost like an acetone weirdness to the back end of this. Yeah, I'm just getting a lot of ethanol now. Yeah. It's lost all of its notes to me. Well, what do you guys think? Should we go for a sip here? Let's go for the first Let's one. Try it. I'm worried now. Oh, here we go. Very dry. dry. Yeah, dry is good. Kind of bitter. I'm tasting some kind of pepper, which I don't particularly like in bourbon. There's, I mean, there's no I burn, like spice. but there's no burn because I think there's no flavor. Yeah, it's very, like, that's one thing to say. There's really not a whole lot of burn yeah. at all. For 94 proof, it's almost like. That's 94 proof? Yeah, if you're looking for something that you can just shoot wow. down that you're not going to feel any burn, then this is definitely it. So I guess the smoothness is a good thing to it, but uh, complexity-wise, unless there's some kind of something muted going on here, I'm not getting a whole lot. So how do we feel about spending $50 on a bottle like this versus something else? I don't know if it holds up in the category. No, there's no way it holds up in the category. I mean, you think about the $50 category, you're getting up there with some Russell Reserve 10-year, you know, Single barrels and Picks. Um, some of the uh, old Foresters, the nineteen ten and stuff like that's fifty dollars. Pretty good stuff up in that category. So I think you expect a lot more than this. That's for sure. Yeah, and I'm I'm gonna say I don't really know what's happened. I've only tasted this once before, and it was quite a number of years ago. It was probably five or six years ago, and I remember it tasting a lot better than this tastes right now. And so one thing about Willet, and I know that it's a big mystery is. Since they sourced so much of their early stuff that made them famous, now when they're going to their own distillate and combinations thereof, I think that a little bit of what we're getting here, and again, I hate to say it because people take a lot of pride in what they produce in terms of the bourbon that they're distilling, but I just almost feel like this is a bottle that sells because of the name and not because of that taste. Meanwhile, they're putting out single barrels and picks of six, seven, eight-year-old distillate that's probably the cream of the crop. And that's the stuff that people are chasing, but they're never going to see that on the shelf, right? They're going to see this, and they're going to buy it instead of, you know, really knowing what the good stuff is here. So, and for those of you guys who don't know, the the pot still reserves like sort of the regular line, and then they have other things like Old Bardstown, and a whole bunch of other stuff that they produce. But their single barrel stuff is really what people go after and go crazy for, and that can range from their own distillate all the way up to stuff that they sourced years and years and years ago. Yeah, I don't really know what purpose this would serve me. I don't think it's something that I would just drink it neat or on the rocks or anything like that, and I'm not even sure. And it's too expensive to pour it and to mix it or pour it in a cocktail. Not sure uh, I had see myself buying this other than aesthetics. Yeah, and if you got a. If you got people in other markets, like I was just telling you guys about my brother. So my brother's kind of gotten a little bit more into bourbon lately. And he called me the other day and told me that he came across this bottle and he bought it just because he was familiar basically with the Willet name. And he liked the way the bottle looks and the stuff that we're talking about. He asked me what I thought. And I just said, well, maybe we'll review it for a show. I said, don't hold your breath. I said, I don't really know what to tell you about it. And he said, well, I was reading some online reviews and they were pretty good. And I said, well... But you got a product that's evolved so much over the years, and there's been different stuff going to that bottle. You don't really know what to make of it. And so I uh, I feel kind of bad now. He's probably going to listen to this episode and be like, oh, man. Well, and it's also like. Ruined my dreams. Like we've said before, you know, you got to watch the reviews 
because a lot of those people get their bottles for free. Years ago, my dad was, was working in Louisville, like years and years ago. Somebody gave him one of these bottles when he finished the job he was done with and said, you know, this is good Kentucky bourbon. And again, I think that was the one that I tried. It definitely tasted different than this. So He got it, two uh, out of the three descriptors right. <laughs> it is Kentucky and it is bourbon. Uh, oh, man, this is brutal. Yeah. But seriously, what do you think is the the top five gift bottles? Like this is in the top five, right? I mean, for the non-bourbon person to go and pick out this, yeah, a Blanton's, right, with their bottle with the horse on it and the brown, you know, People like that. Yeah. Makers. A maker's bottle. Maybe like a Jefferson's where you can see the silhouette in the background and some of those kind of come in those like seersucker looking bags sometimes. I think people would, people kind of grab those up. Anything in the tube. Anything in a tube. Yeah, exactly. Even <laughs> a tube, it's, it's got to be good if it's in a That's tube. Right. <laughs> I guess I'm a little bothered by this being Willett's entry product and for the cost level and the way it tastes. Like, is this a good showing as a company? If you look at the kind of stuff people are chasing, and again, we don't have to get into talking about heavy secondary here, but I saw the other day a guy posted a bottle of Willet, like nine or ten year old. It was a weeded mash bill or rumored to be weeded, but it was a source product, and the guy was asking like $2,600 for one bottle. And so when you got Willet carrying these massive prices, and even if you do get like their single barrel stuff, it's usually pretty expensive on the shelf between probably 130 and $250. At this point, I mean, I'm not impressed with it, but I can kind of see how they get away with it. That's what I was going to say. Maybe this is a way for you to own a Mercedes but not have to pay for a Mercedes. You know what I mean? Like, this is a, a Willet. You can say you got a Willet, but you know, like Anthony said, the other ones are all three or $400 at least, you know, and this one is 40 or $50. You're in with the name, but you didn't have to pay. I don't know. This is the uh, regular man's I don't know. Willet. I just... For the price. Of it's, I mean, no, I agree. It's, I mean, if that's the only thing you got and it's $50, that's... I mean, I feel like this should be... Does this taste like a sub-$20 bottle? Maybe their their bottle is disappointing people. Like, if you took this bourbon and put it in a Jim Beam-shaped bottle, would we be as disappointed in it, you know? That's a good point. That's a good point. At, yeah. at $20 or whatever, yeah, yeah. you know? I will say that I, I read that these batches of this product can be as small as 12 barrels, which if that's the case, that they can be as small as 12 barrels, I can't imagine there that there's going to be consistency. No way. It's got to be almost like similar to a single barrel product where you might get one batch that's dynamic and one batch that's tasting a little bit flat like the one that we have tonight. So if that's the case where they're actually that small, the batches are that small then maybe the real Willet pot still drinkers out there know what they're doing, and we're just uh, some amateurs over here. I really didn't know what to expect, honestly. Yeah. I mean, on, most of what I read from people was that it's terrible. And so going into the night, I didn't know what they meant by terrible, but now I do. <laughs> it's, just more, it's just more like lackluster. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's not, you, yeah. I, I would expect more It doesn't have a bad it. taste. It, it doesn't have a. Has it know. earned its its most popular nickname as Pot Swill? Pot Swill? Probably, yes. Oh, I was thinking, of, yeah, thinking about all the nicknames. Yeah, yeah, Pot Swill is probably the one that. I will say one thing that's redeeming about this, and this isn't actually super redeeming. I've purchased so much craft bourbon where you know somebody's bought some stocks or they distilled for three minutes and they're bottling a bunch of stuff. And there has been stuff I've paid $50, $60 for, which is undrinkable. Right? I would not put this in that category that this is undrinkable. 
by any means, but for the provenance and everything that, that you get with a name like Willett, um, I definitely expect more. But I will say that this is less disappointing than some of those $50, $60 bottles that I've had where I've been. I actually gave one away. I won't say who it is just to throw them under the bus, but I recently gave away a $59 bottle of bourbon because it was so bad. No, I agree with you. It's just I just felt like it was lackluster for the price. Yeah. Like, I just wanted more from it. Especially when we first poured it. I mean, I, I was really enjoying the no- nosing it, but that quickly went away or evaporated. I, I just don't know what happened to it. Well, fellas, would you pass, try, or buy? I would definitely pass on this one for a lot of the reasons that we've, we've said. I do think, though, in the future I'd want to revisit if anybody had older, I guess you want to call them vintages of this, I would like to taste them because I do remember having this five, six years ago and actually liking it. So I'm definitely a pass, though, on this bottle and probably future purchases. Yeah, it's a big hard pass for me, but I would think this bottle here is a great bottle to try for people to try. Like, I'm sure that if you're at, if you've got this bottle, keep this at your house, you know, and you're, and you're, you don't like it, it'll go away because people will want to try it when they come to your house. Yeah. You know, because it's going to catch their eye. Definitely. I would be a pass as well. I just wanted more out of it than what it was giving me. Not to pivot away from that, but since we're talking about stuff that's in the bottle that you're not really sure where it came from, um, I would like to basically. You know, talk to, we always like to say people that are just coming to the category, we're giving a little advice out there, but I've been one that have noticed this and it's really bothered me because I've bought a couple of these bottles and I'm all excited. I get home, I taste them and they all taste the same to me. And so right now the bourbon market is being flooded by 12, 13, 14 and 15 year old product. And that product is everywhere. It's being bought under different labels. I just saw the other day that a Kentucky state senator is starting a bourbon label now, and magically he's got 15-year-old bourbon. I saw that. Yeah, that's great. And so where is all that coming from? I've read a couple online articles um, from prominent sources that say that a lot of that is coming from uh, different old stocks at Beam, Barton. Uh, Some people have even Ruver and Heaven Hill, but I'm not really sure how much Heaven Hill is selling old stocks since they're bottling so much old product. But Buyer beware or buyer be delighted, I guess, is the best way to put it. Because if you're into aged bourbon, you get the chance to buy some stuff. But these these source bourbons are carrying some hefty price tags. So you're going to pay for it. You're going to pay three or four hundred dollars sometimes. For, oh my gosh, yeah. For some, some of those stuff coming out of preservation is fit four hundred thirty dollars a bottle. I just feel like if you're are you really a distillery or a bourbon company? If you don't have a distillery, you're not doing anything on your own. You just buy it. Somebody else is bottling it. You just have the name. To me, it's like cheating. I, I agree with you, but I mean, I can't resist. Sometimes I can't resist the allure. You know, they put it in a nice package. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, if you have you know, in your plans to, you're building a distillery, and in four years, you're going to have bourbon coming out, that's yeah. fine. And you got to have something until then. I get it. Like, that's fine. But if you have no plans for that, we looked at that. We were just talking about that William Tarr. I don't know if they have any plans to build anything or do anything, or they're just storefront that sells bourbon you know that they bought from somebody one that always comes to mind is that blade and bow 22 that's all sourced and they want a what 200 dollars for the bottle oh, i think it's even oh, more it's, than that yeah now. i think it's i mean that is yeah. that's, that's a lot maybe of, 200 if you can actually buy it i mean that's a lot for a bottle that well you don't even know what you're getting essentially that's like those but you know what's interesting about that that you mentioned that you got a company like uh diageo who has you know blade and bow brand and they got rhetoric and other brands they brought out at least they were transparent enough to say that where they got those stocks was from the old 
uh, new Bernheim distillery and an old new, not getting into the nuances there, they at least were somewhat transparent about where they got the stock from. And then they've slow rolled that stock for as long as they can and then put it in different places like Blade and Bow and stuff like that. Some of these new ones that are coming out, they don't even give you any idea where it's coming from. Like Preservation Distillery out in Bardstown, which is brand new. They got the old St. Nick line and Red Perfection. I would buy one of those stuff. things if I mean, they're I charging had a dollars. They're 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 charging two, three, four, five, six hundred, seven hundred, eight hundred dollars, and the only one they've really ever been transparent about is their oldest one, which is the unicorn barrel stuff, and saying that it's tanks, that's their Weller juice. But other than that, the rest of the stuff carries an age statement, but you got no idea where it comes from. It's carrying that price tag. And some it's of just, them are like three seven five bottles, and they're yeah, tiny, tiny yeah. little bottles, but. Yeah, so that's a trend right now that I don't know that I can really get comfortable with. In fact, I'm pulling back a lot because I ended up buying, like, I think it was Calumet, Blue Run, Sam Houston, and something else. And all those bottles tasted like just different variations of the same stuff. And I was thinking to myself that I really just spend a couple hundred dollars on this stuff, and it's all the same stuff, just under different labels. It really upset me. Yeah, that would irritate me. Yeah, so... Well, let me get something off my chest then. At this point, and I've told you guys over text, but I'm pretty sure it would not surprise me, just based on what is going on in the bourbon world on Facebook and online, that if I read on in the news, President Biden and the leader of Iran sat down for a nuclear trade talk, one of them would include a Weller 12 in their list of demands. Because I'm pretty sure everybody that valuable. Everybody wants a Weller 12 in in their demands. That's I yeah. see people on there all the time that have gone and bought ten Weller Special Reserves, and they say they're looking for a Weller 12 in exchange for that. Yeah, and that was a tip we gave you guys a couple episodes back. You can't buy stuff off the shelf and expect that you're going to trade it up to get something else that you want. Stop doing that. It's not fun for anybody except for the people who are reading it and laughing. I actually had a big joke about that, saying that I would let people buy one from me for 250 if uh, they were wanted to pay the local convenience fee, and it started a little bit of an uproar yeah, in one of our local groups. So. It actually changed the market, I think, in, in Lexington <laughs> for a few days on uh, yeah. what it costs for a, a Weller 12. I think somebody got one for 230 after that, so you're welcome if you're yeah, out there. You should well, got a little tip for that. I, uh, actually, today... I found a website called casters.com. Okay. Weather 12 was on there for 250 Nice. See? I know where it's at. There you I know go. what's going on. You were just ahead <laughs> of the game. Pretty soon it's going to be more expensive than Lot B. It will no longer be the Lot B reject. It'll just be the Lot B. And with that, thanks for listening to this week's edition. Please like and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at The Mashup KY. Also, let us know your thoughts on this bottle in the comment section. Until next time, keep it neat.